0: How do you market sneakers to someone who thinks they're a cat? My name is Matthew Kroll.
1: And if you ever met a real polar bear, it would fucking eat you. And I'm Matt Bromzor.
0: And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Mainstream. Now, listeners, you might have noticed the dulcet tones of Shaheer Down are They're just not present. And, and long story short, he had a real busy week. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So I had to bring Matt. This is double the Matts now. Matt, welcome welcome to guest co-hosting the only asterisk podcast about movies. And welcome to Double Team 2, starring <laughs> Matt and Matt. <laughs> Dibs on being Dennis Rodman. <laughs> okay, I'll take, I'll take Jean-Claude any day. <laughs> Thank you so much for filling our illustrious, very tall New Zealander's shoes. Um, honestly, she here, listen, everybody, she here had a real tough week. He had a lot of work to do and I understand. So here's what I want you all to do. I want you to go on Twitter cause he loves Twitter and I want you to send him like bedtime emojis because he needs to go to bed. I want a wall of them. Like, I don't know, like stars or moons or little beds or like a sleeping face or something and just no context. Just send him that cause he needs to take a nap and recharge. Uh, and I don't, and if he asks what they are, do not tell him. <laughs> I said, like, he, like, he's not going to be listening to this episode like a hawk. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have to,
1: I have to say, uh, I, I have to quote the, the illustrious Arnold Schwarzenegger and say, he sounds like a little girly man.
0: No, well, I, yes, but that's not the reason why. Listen. <laughs> He's fine. He, he, Shaheer, I wish you all the best in your projects. He misses these things so rarely. I know I give him shit, uh, but he—he uh, he, we've all had those weeks.
1: <laughs> Look, with, with zero knowledge of anything that's going on, yeah. from one father to another father, Shaheer, I get it. Take a nap.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it actually, it's it's funny, from what I understand, it is all projects. It's all good things. He's he's doing the work. He's doing well, that's he's, good. He's being a professional. Um but yeah, so uh rest up, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. But we, in the meantime, Matt, are going to be discussing a film I was excited to do. Uh th- this film mainstream starring a one uh Andrew Spider Man Garfield. Um whose career I have followed uh, and enjoyed quite a bit throughout. This film, uh, I didn't really know was happening for a long time until about maybe a month and a half ago, even though I think it it actually premiered on the festival circuit about, uh, I think, in 2020. Uh, And (laughs) it just got released now for VOD, uh, because, as we know, it's not quite safe enough to go to the movies yet. No, right? maybe there's the mask mandate that happened and that's weird now that there's some mixed messages, but sure. Uh, I mean, I I, look,
1: I I don't want to speak for everybody, but I went to the movies a week ago and I'm going to the movies again on Monday.
0: Okay, wait, hold on, Matt. Let's talk about the movie going experience um, because holy moly, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous and fascinated. Tell me how it was going back. And what did you see for your first movie back? Well, technically,
1: it was my second movie back because, as you and I know, in our private times when we discuss things over <laughs> over our sweet nothings at the end of the night. Of course. Um, I did see Tenet on opening weekend last that fall. That is
0: right. You and were...
1: I went to the... Yeah. I, 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 I returned a week ago to the exact same theater, the Cinemark, which, for those of you uh, not in the know, is doing this wonderful thing where they have private watch parties. Mm-hmm. Where if you pay 150 bucks for a new release, it's cheaper for old releases. Um, you can have up to 20 people in the theater with you, uh, and then you just split the cost. So both Tenet and what I saw a week ago, which was Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, for those of you on the street, sure. Uh, it, it was it was basically the same group of people, and we all split it, and it ended up being cheap. On Monday, however, I am just going to risk it look at the uh, reserve seating and see how many tickets are purchased and I'm seeing Army of Dead Army of the Dead
0: oh wow you're going you're going full no Netflix for the Netflix film
1: well yeah if they're gonna do this experiment where they release a, a film wide like I want to pay with my dollars and show them that if you're gonna make a big movie this is how I would prefer to see it
0: all right that's fair hey listen and I, I so I love I love the theater rental thing I'm very curious about the the general the 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 general uh, seating situation I I I I didn't think I missed it as much as I do, to be perfectly honest. I mm-hmm. I've been a big proponent of like, yeah, I do it all everywhere. who gives a shit. Uh, that's very privileged of me, and that's very um, like I, I like my couch. Um, but <laughs> I think I, I think as as we are getting hopefully back to being able to be in indoor spaces with people we don't know again, uh, I, I think as we get closer and we inch forward, I'm getting antsy. Like, I, I do yep. really want to go mm-hmm. back and have the cinematic experience. Again, don't tell Shaheer. Um, <laughs> and, and so, no, that's very cool. You'll have to let me know how that goes. Um, yeah,
1: basically, so, you know, the, the, the private watch party was one thing. It was a group of our friends, mm-hmm. we friends and family. So we knew everybody's, like, who they've been seeing, what their vaccination status is and whatnot. And we all ended up spreading out anyway. Yeah. Um, the Cinemark, which is, you know, the, the, the same place that does the private watch party, they're also... Um releasing Army of the Dead. Uh, what they've been doing, I guess, is for regular screenings, they keep the two seats on either side of you and in front and behind you okay. empty. So there's no possibility of sitting close to anybody. But all that aside, like I said, I'm gonna check the the seating arrangement about 45 minutes before the movie actually starts, because it's only like 20 minutes down the road. And if it looks like only three or four people have bought tickets, I'm going. Yeah. But if there's if it's like a fully packed house with every available seat filled, which I don't even think is possible at this point.
0: I don't think so. Um,
1: I think it's still only 30%, then like I'm probably going to stay at home. Yeah. But again, to bring it back to what I said a second ago, I love Netflix. I pay for Netflix. I enjoy watching movies. On Netflix and TV shows and whatnot, but they're making bigger and bigger movies now. And I, on principle alone, have not watched Six Underground. I, I am a big Michael Michael Bay apologist, but I have not watched Six Underground because I refuse to see a Michael Bay film on anything less than a football-sized screen.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, uh, I, I don't want to yuck your yum in any case, but you're not really missing a whole lot with six hundred. That's
1: what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Look, I, I'm a Michael Bay apologist, but <laughs> I don't think I've liked a single one of his movies in at least 20 years.
0: So, Matt, I, again, I have to apologize. I was so excited that you were you were being my guest co-host today and having to explain to the people, because the first question would be, where is Shaheer? Because everyone knows he's the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I, I, I didn't even give you a proper introduction. You are a, a filmmaker yourself. You are a director. You are an all-around, I, I would say, cinephile, also a host of, of a myriad of your own shows, but one of which, which I enjoy greatly, is Trailer Trashed. Uh, where you review? Uh, actually, you tell you tell the people what the trailer trashed show is. Sure, sure, sure,
1: sure. So uh, as you said, I am a filmmaker myself. Uh, I do a, a fair amount of editing uh, to pay my bills. Uh, so me and my best friend uh, slash uh, secret love affair, of course, uh, secret lover. Sorry, right? Uh, da- Dave Conti, who is also a professional editor, slightly better than me, but don't tell anybody. Else. No, Thank yeah, that. he won't hear this. <laughs> um, the two of us get together and you know we watch movie trailers and we analyze them from an editing and a contextual perspective. Yeah, because we love movies. We love getting excited about movies, but we have felt that especially in the last 15, 20 years or so, trailers have gotten really shitty. And yeah. we want to we want to point out the ones that are bad, but we also want to more than anything, praise the ones that are good and you know, just get into the get into the weeds with it. And of course, it is called Trailer trashed. So while we watch these trailers, we get as trashed as we possibly can be because it's everything's fun when you're a little drunk. Listen, no,
0: within reason, within uh, reason, of course, of course. And you're listen, before I was all classed up on this show, I used to do a, a, a movie podcast uh, slash live stream show slash video thing before YouTube. And we uploaded quick times called uh, Same Night Movie Review which was basically we would go see a film, write, shoot, and edit a, a review in the style of the movie in the same night, and at the end we'd give it a shot rating, one being the best, five being the worst, because the more shots you need, the worse the movie probably is. So I am a, a long-time proponent, at least in my younger days, of, uh, of, of drinking alongside uh, film discussion. Uh, yes, 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 again, responsibly, <laughs> because we are, now, we are now old men. And we must be safer with our with our precious mortality that we have left, <laughs> as everyone should be. As everyone should be, but
1: uh, also moisturize, and you'll feel young as as, as that ever. That is true.
0: That is true. Drink <laughs> lots of water, especially after you get your COVID shots. Um, exactly. But so so, Matt, this film that we're going to discuss today, mm-hmm. I. Okay. I have a I have a I have a I have a douchey confession to make. So my so my hey. <laughs> so my profession, uh, outside of this podcast, because as we know, podcasts, I mean they'll pay for most of the bills, but they won't pay for the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um They'll get you, they'll get you a Geo, but they're not gonna get you the Lexus. I mean, I don't know if they'd get me a G Ge- I think I well, maybe I could afford a Geo City's website. Uh, that might be the closest, I mean, although we've never made a, it doesn't matter. I'm not, this is not that complaint. Uh, we do this for the love of the game. Um, so I, in my, um, in my life, uh, my professional life, now I'm the showrunner and narrator of a YouTube channel, um, where I am definitely not, uh, like any character in this film, but I'm now a little bit closer to, uh, the, the, the zeitgeist that is the YouTube machine. Um, and I, I never really fully understood it a lot before working with it as a, I don't know if I want to call it a medium, um, but I guess it is. Uh, and so when I was watching this film, uh, there was always in the back of my mind, I was like, all right, let's see how, and again, my experience is very different from this type of influencer that this film is trying to portray. I have a team. It's an animated show. It's a very different style thing. It's not. Uh, it's not made to go viral. It is. It is long tail content uh, that I do. But I was. I was kind of like, all right, let's take a look at this film that is supposedly taking a microscope to internet culture and fame and see if it tracks with as much stuff as i understand my 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 7% bump of understanding how this shit works right
1: interesting that you say microscope i'm going to hold on to that cuz i want to i want to touch on that but but continue
0: Int- oh, uh, oh no wait, well can can we go into it now cuz i i my my i'm curious why that that word was the one unless there's something specific that you don't want to give away quite yet about opinions or things we have to be coy. I, I, I feel I feel I'm going to get in the weeds. All right. I, I'll OK. Finish, finish your point. Finish your point. So my point we'll is get in the weeds. Uh, I, I, I watched this film, which, uh, by the way, uh, the Internet Movie Database does uh, describe as the Internet Movie Database. I, yeah. Have you heard of it? <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. What is this thing? Well, it tells you all about movies in really short snippets that it itself didn't write. And it's, sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's bad, and I like judging the little blurb uh, because I feel like, good or bad, we don't give enough credence to whatever person in marketing decides to write the pull quotes or the back box or the one-sentence description. Mm. So, Well, this... This sounds
1: very fascinating. Perhaps could I search myself, look at the page, and go, wow, he's got a very impressive
0: career. If I was an agent, I would represent him. Is I, that the type of thing that that IMDb is? So for, for you and your specific career, yes. And I suggest people should do that. <laughs> for me, it's a hodgepodge of basic cable and, like, two episodes of a thing on the internet. So I don't look at mine, but, yeah, look at Matt's. Um, anyway, it says about the film Mainstream... In this cautionary tale, three people struggle to preserve their identities as they form an <laughs> I'm sorry, as they form an eccentric love triangle within the fast-moving internet age. <laughs> That's a read. That's a read yep. of what this movie is. Um, I don't know if I would call that an apt read, but it's certainly a read. But it's it was, words strung together into a sentence. But it was probably written on an app. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, this film uh, directed by Gia Coppola uh, or Coppola? Is it Coppola or Coppola? I never get it right. I'm gonna go with Coppola? Coppola. I, I, I always I hear people say Coppola and I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's, whatever. Uh,
1: with w- I think those that those that are Coppolas but don't want to be known as Coppolas go by Coppola. Or Schwartzman.
0: But that's fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, or Cage. Or Cage. <laughs> or Cage. Lest, lest we forget Cage.
0: <laughs> um... Uh, and, uh, written by T- Tom Stewart, uh, and, and, and Gia, Co- uh, Coppola as well. Um, starring Andrew Garfield, Maya Hawke, Nat Wolf, uh, and, and overall, I guess I'll just sort of jump into my, my first thoughts about it. I ping-ponged so hard on this movie, like, consistently of, like, enjoying my time and being like, fuck you, movie. Like, the, it was, I haven't had this sort of, um enjoyment whiplash in quite some time, I feel like. Um, overall, I liked what it was doing, but not how it did it. Like, I saw the bones of a thing that I was like, I get where you're going, movie. This this makes sense. And, and the performances in the moments when, <laughs> this is gonna be the weirdest thing I think I say about a movie for a while. The characters, when they're not interacting with any of the other main characters, I think it's really, really good. But the second that any of the three people in the eccentric love triangle interact (laughs) with one another, I kind of want to not watch it anymore. Um, It's such an odd little film. And I I do want to talk about sort of the... um, Hollywood, in particular, is sort of like—I don't know if it's uh, deference or 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 fascination or just whatever they want to sort of call it about the internet. Like, I actually just recently we reviewed uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, which have you seen that film yet, uh, Matt? Uh, I have—I have seen the trailer. Okay, and so, that's that's about as
1: far as I'm willing to go. To I
0: will say it. it is very very enjoyable. It is, a, it is a fun okay. movie. Um, but the one thing I kept positing was this felt like... It was close, but at the end of the day it felt like an internet uh, uh, an internet riff. Or, or the, it, the elements of the internet that took place in that film feels like the 40-year-old cis white dude version of what the internet is. Not what the current day mm-hmm. internet is. It's what that sort of... It was that sort of vibe. Again, not a thing, and they actually use it as a thematic element in the film. But just coming off the tail end of that film dealing with, like, internet culture to look at this film also dealing with internet culture uh, was an odd little duck to sort of, like, look at these two halves. And this one, I mean, I'll sort of pass it to you at this point, but I do not think... uh, I I think what what this film's take of internet culture is and does highly distracts from, I think, what the film is trying to do because of how wrong it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't know. That, those are my first thoughts again. Uh, I'll go deeper into it, but what about you? When, when, when you finished watching this cinematic uh, piece, uh, a mere half hour ago, uh, <laughs> how did, how did you feel about it? Well, I I, I
1: will say this. I, I will try my best to, to form my thoughts in uh, as cohesive a way as possible, because yes, of course I did finish watching this film 30 minutes ago. Yes, And it, 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 Feels like it's a lot, but as I'm thinking about it and as I was watching it, it feels very thin mm. and very surface level. And I feel like it—it it thinks that it's making a big, grand point about internet culture and the obsession with YouTube and YouTube celebrity. But I, I feel like I feel like a—it it hits the same points over and over and over again. I think uh, you know our main character, uh, Lake, played by Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, literally repeats himself so many times throughout the movie, and I feel like you know he's not adding anything, and, and, and I think as a result, the movie doesn't have a deeper point to really get to, because and I'm going to jump back to something that you said uh, before mm-hmm. you said a 40 year-old guy's view of what the Internet is. Yeah. and I think I think that maybe that would have been helpful) <laughs> In this film, and 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me I, out. Okay, Look, I disagree, but get get no no no, but 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 get get on this get on this boat with me. I'm here. And we're gonna go across. We're gonna go across the the lake, the Andrew Garfield Lake. I have and, my oar, and, my cat's with me. You can hear her.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna
1: give you a life a life vest. If you want to get out at any time, you can. But okay. this is what I'm saying. Okay. I feel like there is a lack of wisdom and perspective in this movie. It feels like. I'm 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 a, I'm a little. Cons- I'm not entirely sure that that something like this can be successful, commenting on the internet when we're in the middle of it, and and from people who are caught in the middle of it. That outsider's perspective, that larger world perspective, um, is 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 missing. And I think a it's missing in the characters. I think the characters are. So surface level that I feel like I don't really know any of them by mm-hmm. the end of it. I know, I know detail the scars. She was in an accident. Her dad died. She has a scar. Yeah. Andrew Garfield is a is a pyro and he's rich. And, and oh, spoiler
0: alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, it's okay. Uh, we're we're yeah. Uh, we're at this point. It's fine. We're in spoiler yeah, town. Yeah. You know. Pause now if you need to go see this before then. But if not, hi. Hello. Welcome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. It 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 just it felt like it was trying to make a very insightful point without really knowing what its point is. Mm. And the, the, while I was watching it, I kept getting flashes of obviously other films that are very, sim, very similar and better. Uh, the two biggest ones I would point to are Network and Fight Club. And I think that Fight Club especially has that Tyler Durden character who has that wisdom, that outsider perspective that is trying to wake up our main character, Tyler Durden.
0: Yeah. <laughs> spoiler
1: yeah. alert for those of you who not Oh, so oh, spoiler
0: alert for Fight Club, everybody. We're getting, we're getting deep.
1: Yeah, but, I, but I, I, I think ultimately what didn't work for me is I didn't really see the impact, the, the larger societal impact outside of one person who is the, the, the unfortunate girl who, who takes her own life. I don't really feel or see the impact of, of what they're doing in this. And it didn't, it didn't really hit home, if that makes sense. Like, like you, I, I guess I was ping, ping, uh, ping-ponging back and forth. I admired many things about it. The cinematography is luscious and gorgeous, but it's hard to make anything look bad when you're shooting on anamorphic lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the performances are all good, but I think the performances are good without really anything to put behind them. I think that maybe they wrote their, their character profiles, their actor backstories, their secrets and whatnot, but then the screenwriters didn't actually do anything. So none of that stuff really translates Interesting. in a way that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I agree completely with the last half of the things that you said. I think, <laughs> I think the reason why something like, and I actually agree with the, a bit of the first part where you said like, it's like trying to do a film about a thing while we're in the middle of a thing. And I, I agree with that because I don't think, the, re- the reason why Hollywood can't capture internet culture is because internet culture changes by the hour. Um, exactly. And it is very, very hard to do that uh, while making a film that takes months and months and years and years, depending on what it is, mm-hmm. um, th- which is which is why I, I, the part that I disagree with was I don't think having an, uh, an older you know, dude perspective on this or whatever would help it because it's just going to be another wrong perspective. Like there's there's no there's no like a, a hand in sort of crafting it in that direction is still going to make it feel off. Uh, mm-hmm. And and this the interesting thing about th- this movie is it feels like shorthand for someone who doesn't understand how something like a, a character like nobody special would come up in YouTube. Like it's like, oh, well, um, street performer slash urchin that then finds the a filmmaker and the filmmaker or the screen or the, 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 you know, and by filmmaker, I mean someone who films things on their phone and then, Oh, well we need a writer for this like YouTube. thing. And I'm not saying that people on YouTube don't, are, especially in this day and age are not like crafted by teams. Some people are, mm-hmm. but like this sort mm-hmm. of like character that we're learning. And it's funny. I thought his name was Lake too. Cause that's what it sounds like. Every time they say his name, it's oh, it's-, it's it's link. Ah, from Zelda. I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, so uh, and so on that note, I, I just...
1: Uh... Let me give you the assist here on, on, on your very excellent, eloquent counterpoint. <laughs> oh. And let me, let me better clarify what I was saying. Mm. I, I, I don't mean that we need an old dude or an old person's perspective on right. this. Okay. What, I meant, what I meant by a 40-year-old's perspective is I feel like this movie might have worked a little bit better... If it was written by someone who has been living in the center of this culture for long enough to really have a good perspective on what it does to you as a person and those around you as a person, because it feels look, I don't want to, I don't want to This is her her second movie. She's made a bunch of shorts before this. She's only what thirty three years yeah, old, yeah, and she's done a ton so, of
0: great commercial work and a bunch of other things, yeah,
1: yes, but. Uh, as far as I can tell from my preliminary researching here, it does not look to me like she is a YouTuber. So it feels like she's writing about something that she doesn't necessarily have that, that wisdom and that knowledge of. I mean, even, even The Social Network, which is a very similar type of movie, was written 10 years into the existence of Facebook and also was based on material that they could then extrapolate upon because it was mm. a book, right? the social network is based on a book or at least all the, the news stories and the the, the court cases and whatnot. So, you know, maybe it would have been better if if it had been, if Andrew Garfield's character had been somebody who'd been living in this world for a really, really long time and, and could come at it from this perspective, but it seems strange to, I don't know if it's entirely successful to have this street urgent urchin who just like overnight becomes a success? Then trying to tell people and us the audience uh, what this type of culture does to a person—it it it, it 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 feels
0: not thought out. It feels it feels sort of um, like preachy, but then taking it back, but then preaching again, but then taking it back, but then preaching and then taking it back. So there's there's a part of this movie that actually bothered me quite a bit, and it was um. The revelation, and again, spoilers, but we brought this up before, so it, as the movie progresses till about two thirds the way through, you just think that this that Andrew Garfield's character link is just an eccentric dude who was doing odd jobs until frankie um and Jake found him or frankie found him uh, and then they teamed up and and uh, I believe to get viral success did a basically a parody video of these sort of like um lifestyle um youtubers. Uh, by like breaking and entering into a rich person's house and shooting a bunch of stuff and then he runs naked uh, with a well I guess not naked he has a fake penis like if that penis was supposed to be fake right like I didn't think that was supposed yeah. to be his real penis that was, yeah
1: that, that was clearly underwear
0: underwear with a fake penis with a fake penis um, um, and then that video goes viral and he keeps saying I'm no one special or I'm nobody special and or, you know or no one I forget nobody or no one <clears throat> no no one special no, no one special. special which side note great YouTube tag name. Kudos to the writer who did that. That is very, I, I liked that quite a, in fact, the fact that that was his tag actually brought me along a lot farther, I think, than if he had something else like that felt yeah. very like legitimate or like a real good idea in the writer's room. So, you know, the movie goes on and, and, it, and it's your classic um, sort of, I guess, a face in the crowd style story, right? That, that film from, um, I'm trying to think how old it is. It's from forever ago. The, uh, it's Aaliyah Kazan, it, it, uh, 57, yeah, yeah, it, 57.
1: Uh, which, I literally was talking about that movie yesterday.
0: Oh, yeah. were you? Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andy Griffith is in that movie. Uh, and he, as, as Larry Lonesome Rhodes. Um, and that film is all about like what fame does to you, how famous people sometimes can be horrible. And then the, the you know, the things that come with it, etc. This movie takes a lot of beats from that. Also, uh, 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 well, I'll I'll maybe I'll tie this back once I'm done with this point. The twist when Frankie finds out from the from Jake who talks to a brother like off camera, like, oh, it turns out that like he he's he's uh he's crazy and he burnt down a thing and like he's a rich kid. And I was like, fuck you, movie. I was yeah. just like like the, the 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 mental illness card that was then sort of thrown away, a If you're gonna, fuck, if you're gonna go down the mental illness track now, like, it's such a nuanced thing, and this movie didn't deal at all in nuance, and it actually, that moment, like, make him a rich kid. Make him a rich kid that just said fuck you to his family and went and lived on the street, like, that's fine, but, like, there was no need to throw mental illness into this, like, at Mm -hmm. all. It did nothing. The arson brought nothing to the table. Um, and it kind of just did a disservice to people that have, uh, you know, mental illness. I don't know. It That bothered me. I was like, yeah. really? Okay. So you're trying to now take this character, which we've already been coded as is going to kind of turn heel. And now you're like, but yeah but now it's crazy though and it's just like we he could just fuck it no movie bad yeah, bad
1: call. yeah it's like don't you
0: feel sympathetic for him now and it's like he, ah, he was
1: institutionalized and but it it seemed like yeah uh, what the hell does that have to do with anything
0: it was a weird move and again it felt tone deaf from what this movie was trying to do um because at the end of the day, so, so there's a couple different things. So let, let's, let, let's sort of break it back. Link's character, Andrew Garfield's character Link, in the movie, does transition fine. Like Again, I feel like while I'm watching him do his YouTube shtick as the character, because he's also trying to tear down the YouTube culture while also being the prince of it, and even the movie itself, characters call him out for this in the thing, which is always interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I found moments of that interesting and compelling in that sort of like shocking value that some of these viral videos do actually go to. I I feel like, um, and I and I think it's more than just a broken clock twice a day sort of thing. Like I think there's some magic in, honestly, Andrew Garfield's performance of of being a uh, a vlogger and a YouTuber that hates YouTube, even though he loves YouTube because it makes him famous. Like, that's a complicated mm-hmm. lever pulley system that he's doing, and that works. I think Frankie and Jake, uh, the other two, uh, are, are such, no- like, as you said, Matt, non-characters. I can't tell you a thing about Jake at all other than he likes Frankie. Also- and it- they never talk about him being a writer. He's just automatically the writer.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just suddenly that's what he's doing. And yeah, the only other thing we know is that he believes that climate change is real, which everybody
0: should. Yes. If you're listening to this, it's real. That is how you, you code Jake as the good guy. You see? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Frankie's character has one trope, and that is tragedy? like she had an accident that she lost her father in and has a scar from and but 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 we don't even really
1: get a good sense of the context of what that accident meant to her it seemed like it was trying to imply that she thought it was her fault because she was asking her dad to bring her someplace yeah but we don't really get the details or the context of of the accident itself and it and, doesn't and... harken
0: back to any relationship she has in the film
1: Exactly, and it doesn't seem like it's something that really weighs on her mind outside of when she has to talk about it or when he touches her scar.
0: Yeah, I mean, and there's a way, maybe maybe that sort of was supposed to be placed as, like, his in, like, why she's, like, in this place to whatever, but, like, even so, that does just feel like, oh, insert tragic backstory, so you feel something for this other character when character A meets exactly. character B. And that, there were a lot of disparate elements, and that's why I kind of went back to when the characters talked to each other, when these three characters interacted, I did not care. Um yeah. And that that's a bad that's a bad feel. I think um, I think the trajectory and the speed that the movie went. Listen, I was happy when I saw that it was ninety four minutes. I was like, oh, cool. This this is you know g- good or bad. It won't take long to watch. And I I've been I've been craving sort of shorter content lately. I think I think the Snyder cut mm-hmm. kind of burnt my mind a little bit um <laughs> and here i'm the guy
1: who's like oh man i can't wait until i have an afternoon where i can watch the snyder cut all the way through without
0: stopping oh boy oh <laughs> gotta stay on however, target however we gotta stay on to target your
1: point <laughs> to your point uh yeah i i personally have felt for a while now that i'm getting burnt out on series mm. and and tv shows and whatnot i'm not having catharsis, not having an ending, not having a full arc is really frustrating. So I've actively tried to stop watching TV shows and get back to watching movies, which is you know why I'm why I got into this in the first place. Sure. And there's something to be said about a tightly written, very effective hour and 45 minute movie versus a 10 hour series where at least, Three hours is just filler bullshit that could have been done in one scene with some simple visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. I don't need everybody to be fleshed out. You know? Yeah,
0: no, that's a really good point, point. and it's funny. I've been, as I say, I, I've been looking for shorter content. The serious thing, I hundred percent was something I watched actually uh, earlier today. Excuse me, was uh, the some of the second season of the anthology series Love, Death, and Robots? Mm-hmm. Uh, that one just dropped today on on Netflix, and those are like between eight and. 17 minutes long but they don't connect with one another and mm-hmm. uh they're fully fleshed out short films they're just like yes. and like i got a beginning middle and end and it's and it's and it's pretty dang good um yeah so yeah, yeah I, do, I don't yeah
1: yeah well, i i would say uh, you know also conversely i don't want to give disney too many props but i ha- i did really enjoy what they did with the format of um the mandalorian and wandavision where it's like not every episode needs to be stuck to this 40-minute uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. timeline. You know, if you if you have a, a small piece of your story that you think you can accomplish in 27 minutes, then just do it in 27 minutes. Yeah. Don't, don't try and fill the time. I think... And you'll, you'll end up with a much better more focused story as a result.
0: 100% agree. I think uh, the CW's time uh, of the superhero shows, like the the Arrowverse, even though I do enjoy it, like every one of those is like 22 episodes at 42 minutes a pop. And you're like, it's neat, but it's also at this point not neat. Like, uh, it's funny. I, I have yet to, I used to be a huge fan, and I still am, I guess. I just stopped watching it, of Supernatural. That's a series oh, that boy. has been on for 16 seasons. Something right? like that. And they finished they've just finished it up or they're going to, I don't even know where they are. I dropped off around season 10. And every time I'm like, ooh, I want to see what Sam and Dean are up to. And then I'm like, that's like a hundred episodes still I'd have to do. And I'm like, I, I don't. I can't, I can't do it. I
1: got a, I got a life, man. I so, got a
0: life to lead. So, so so on that note, bring us back, maybe it's YouTube, Matt. Maybe. YouTube has done this to us as well. We just want that short... No, it's not. It's a completely different point. I was just trying to bring it back. The point being, this movie felt like the pacing of it was fine. Like, it it felt like the cliff... Well, here's the thing. I I say it's fine. It felt like the cliff notes of an arc. Not that I wanted this movie to go on longer, but, like, they make one video. They get Uh asked to go on another YouTuber's (laughs) thing. Then they're rich. Yep. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I get that that's the trajectory, but like, y- you know, y- and then and then this is oh my gosh! I just remembered this. Holy shit! I can't believe I forgot this. So what? <laughs> the first turning point where I was like, okay, this is completely unrealistic for any internet space I have ever known, was mm-hmm. when they get big, and then they uh, the producer uh, Jason Swordsman, gets tied up in it. And then they do the show uh, "Phone of Your Dignity" or whatever. I was like, "What motherfucking viral YouTuber at that point in their career does the studio television show exactly. where 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 it has full crews and crafty and like and I guess this is an industry a set a set yeah yeah like." And I was even thinking back. I was I was trying to do the, the 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 gymnastics for the movie. I was like, okay, well, all right. YouTube did for a while have a space in New York and L.A. where you could go and rent out things, and you could use it mm-hmm. if you had so many subscribers. And it was a, it was a, it was yep, an yep, interesting yep. experiment, etc. I,
1: I myself shot many a thing in the YouTube space in New York, in the in the, the Chelsea a-
0: markets. Yeah, yeah, fan, fan, fantastic place. Yeah, no, I really liked it. Um, I I never got to use it. Um, but I, I toured it a bunch, and like I was like, oh, I should schedule time here. Um, but regardless, the that even so, let's say that was a resource that was available. Like all of a sudden, like. Now it's just a it's a union gig, and like and yeah. now and now Frankie is wearing a blazer, so she understands exactly how to go through. So does Jake. Like both Jake and Frankie look like they put on their parents' clothes, and now they're like professionals in the industry. And I exactly, was just like, exactly, exactly. I was like, I guess, like they're they're running control rooms and shit. And I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've been in control rooms. These people, like it takes like years, like twenty years, to like get good and respected there. Exactly, Uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there is definitely a point
1: where this movie, which for the first half hour or so, takes its time, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit too much time developing the relationship between these two main characters who we know nothing about. Right. Um, And then in the second half of the movie, it makes huge leaps in its story and and where it's headed. And it does have a montage in the middle, and montages are very effective. They help you cover a lot of ground. To a great rhyme song. Sure, I, that band, I don't know that band, but I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're fantastic. I believe um, the song is called Kill
0: V Mame.
1: Um. <laughs> but yeah, within the same montage we go, you know, there's, there's crazy things like our two main characters are like making out and then they close the door and they're having sex in the control room. And then I think like maybe, uh, don't quote me on this, but like six or seven shots later he's flirting with somebody else and it's like, whoa. Like, that's, that's like act three stuff. We're still in the middle of act two. What the hell's going on?
0: And Um, and every moment like that also feels like it's, oh, let's, oh, gee, look at my wrist. Yep. Time for him to be a scumbag with women. Like, oh, oh, look now, oh, gee, now it's time to him have to have a breakdown. Like it all sort of like, it all feels too, too convenient. And I do want to say, this is, this is the thing that I think bugged me the most. Now I'm going to get a little, a little real. Um, I don't know if you felt this in your professional life, but I definitely didn't until I was doing any YouTube stuff like there is a there is a weird. It's not burnout because it is a great gig and I do love what I do, but you do have those moments where, you know, YouTube comments are brutal and 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 the Internet is a mean, mean place and uh, even though, you know, you get a lot of positive reinforcement, there's a lot of negative things that, like, that do get under your skin and, and can make you feel terrible about yourself and what you do. And what I was hoping would happen would be something more akin to that. Like, because there, there is – creator burnout is a real thing. If, if we, you know, consistently putting out things all the time on a schedule, and if you stop, the algorithm forgets about you, and there's certain things you have to keep doing if you want to keep going. I'm lucky because I have a team of people that make the show I work on. But, like, as an individual creator, your, your mind, you just burn out. Like, it's just... Yep. it's And it's terrible that, that the system kind of not only allows that but kind of encourages that level of grind and i was Mm -hmm. hoping that that's where we would get i was hoping that that would be the villain that it wouldn't just be like oh fame got to him you know like i was hoping that it would be more of a commentary on the culture not this one dude like a cult of personality story because we've seen that all the way back to a face in the crowd we see it in fight club we see it mm-hmm. in uh what was your network. other example network, network. We, we see it in fucking joker like yeah like this movie felt so much like we, it, it, in a weird way joker light and also not still not hitting the markets trying to do but getting the point across a little bit cleaner than joker did mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, but again cinematography joker does win uh, yeah
1: <laughs> but but you you right there you reinforce the point that I was trying to make earlier is that it it feels like this movie was made by someone and written by someone who doesn't really have a knowledge of how this world works that that aspect that you just mentioned about burnout about the, the YouTube culture and the way that you have to constantly keep doing that stuff those are details that they don't even they barely even touch on it yeah there's one there's one line in his final monologue where he's going. Full full ham, uh, which full I enjoyed. Ne-
0: I enjoyed that moment. It was a good I enjoyed that moment. moment too. Yeah.
1: But he he mentions trolls in that. He's like, you know, eh, come, get out of your computer screen. I'm like, this is this. I mean, we talked about mean comments earlier, but like, just mention them. Yeah. But we haven't even talked about how that can fuck with somebody's psyche. Yeah. And and, and yeah, the, the the just actual physical mechanics of what you have to do for this. I mean, even like. Logan Paul, who they're clearly trying to uh, skewer, because even his brother Jake is is in the show, yeah. in, in the movie. Uh, like that's somebody who, yeah, every day, got to have a new video every single day. Got to edit it on my phone. Got to get it on my gram. Got Like none of that shit is in there. And it, and maybe this movie was written at a time before social media had really. You know, gotten even worse than, than than you know to the point with TikTok and Snapchat and all that stuff. So it, it already feels kind of dated, like you said. Like Maybe the internet changes like crazy. And it feels out of touch. I was super, for a movie that's trying to be so in touch.
0: I was super interested in Jake Paul and actually Patrick Starr, who's a real YouTuber uh, and does actually really good makeup tutorials. Um, those were the only two real YouTubers I saw. I couldn't tell if the other ones were were real, but those Jake Paul and, and Patrick Starr were the only two that I recognized. Which one was Patrick Starr? Uh, uh, the African American uh, gentleman who was. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha, or, or actually, gotcha, gotcha. I, actually, I'm sorry, I actually don't know how Patrick uh, Starr identifies. I don't know, I don't know their pronouns. So, but they, they. Um, they Basically, the only two that really had speaking lines before. There was one uh, woman that, or, or someone who walked away in the beginning of the interview. Johnny Knoxville, and then the other two. Oh, and sorry. And then there's the 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 the, the religious woman who I don't think is a real person, a real YouTuber. Yes. Um, but uh, I was interested in in sort of like I, it's weird. At first, I read, I did read it as like oh like he's definitely. Playing up against sort of a Logan Paul vibe, which maybe they are, but at the same time, it felt to me like Jake, Jake and Patrick were there, um, to uh, weirdly like that's the moment, and, and the and the fake uh, religious uh, woman character, uh, that's the moment that the movie is calling out his the the character of Lynx or no no one special, uh, their hypocrisy because yeah. he's using the platform and doing the things to then uh basically he's he his plat- his act on the platform is trashing the platform and people on the platform don't like that like and of course mm-hmm. they wouldn't there's nothing wrong with them not liking it but like i think that was kind of the moment where uh, cuz youtube drama channels are real too but i actually i don't follow enough of them to know like if they do round tables mm-hmm. like that to me felt like a real like oh, It's like a talk show, like it's like a whatever, but like it's on the internet. Like, I know yeah, there's talk like, shows on like, the internet, but like it didn't feel correct. Um, although Johnny Knoxville does a fine job of a uh, I guess, older YouTuber turned interviewer, yeah. Um, so yeah, and, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think something that, that that was missing in
1: that you know, we get to see other YouTubers, but his whole thing is about like shitting on YouTube, and we don't really see the viewers of YouTube responding to that. They are just faceless. And maybe that's the point. But we don't see any re- response from people other than the view counts and the the uh, truly obnoxious graphics throughout the whole movie mm. of, of the hearts and the likes and everything like that. Uh, th- there's, a, there's a moment in a movie that, that I, I guess is sort of similar that I was sort of hoping that there would be something like that. Do you remember the cable guy? Oh, yeah. So at the end of the cable guy, that you know, the, the whole thing's about how we're, you know, we're all obsessed with television and we're not getting out, we're not doing anything, and, and we have this one character played by Jim Carrey who's so obsessed with television that he doesn't even know how to relate to other human beings.
0: Or play Mortal Kombat with your friends in Vietnam. <laughs> 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 I saw Wo- I saw Waterworld three times in theaters, man.
1: <laughs> a cable guy dry, la- dry land is not a myth. I've seen it. Uh, but yeah, at, at the end of that movie, the big, you know, the climax happens on top of a huge satellite dish and they break the satellite dish. And you see that ripple effect across the world. You see a bunch of people who are watching TV, their TVs go out. And then, you know, Ben, I think it's Ben Stiller's character who also wrote and directed the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, his TV goes out and he picks up a book and he starts reading a book. Very, very jokey and very simple, but, but. Uh, a visual way to show like what they're trying to do, what they're trying to say, what they hope people take from the movie. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really, f- there's no moment of that in this, that, that I really took outside of, I guess the cemetery party.
0: I guess. So, yeah, I, I think here's the thing. Let's, let's, I feel like we've been poo pooing on it quite a bit and maybe it deserves some of it, but I do want to, let's talk about nice things. Yeah, let's yeah. not even just talk about nice things. Let's, let's talk about what we think they wanted to say. Because at the end of this film, uh, uh, just to sort of go through some of the beats uh, on the phone on the show, your phone or your dignity, which eventually gets stale after, I think, like a week um, of, of hyper fame because they're not changing it up and not listening to Jake's ideas, I guess. Um, then um, they're they basically uh, no one's special. Nobody's special uh, harasses a girl with. I'm not even going to touch on the makeup trope thing. There's there's a lot of different things um th- there's 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 in culture there's predatory action on both sides for the makeup no makeup debate. I'm not touching that. What I want to yep. say is in this thing um the the character basically shames a uh, uh, a girl And eventually does it for her to post a a picture on the internet she did not want on the internet. And eventually that girl uh, in the film kills herself. And then he's already too big and YouTube's like still doing it. And then Johnny Knoxville, like they cut it together and still released the episode and it looks fine. Magic of editing. That was like an interesting moment that I think is now uh, a little bit more mainstream so they can weave that into a story. Uh, Then of course they revealed the full footage, which shows him being like real abusive and like hot mics and bad, bad stuff. Uh, and then, of course, he still has on the platform on YouTube and he has like a big special at the end and he does his big rant, which, again, I thought was very, very uh, sort of enthralling in the moment. And then he walks away and uh, he he like and then the people start cheering and then he has a smile. And that's kind of uh, the end of the movie. It also intercuts weirdly with like Frankie and Jake getting together at the girls memorial, which is just fucking weird. Um, yeah. And and um and so 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 with all that said i think what they're trying to say and this is why i think it doesn't work cuz i think at the at the at the end of the day what i gleaned from this movie was a baseline thing i think a lot of people know and maybe i'm just ignorant in this is that uh you know basically be careful who you idolize or, yeah. or, or, or 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 fame corrupts or 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 fame corrupts and it doesn't even matter because they're already like it's the platform that matters, not what you do. but like yeah. each of those things, I felt like there was a cleaner line to get to despite the strength of certain points. Uh, what did mm-hmm. you think did, did, did any of those resonate true? Is there something else I'm missing that, that uh, you think maybe they were going for?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I definitely think that final moment is meant to be a juxtaposition between, yeah, what, what, our, what Link is, is completely consumed and obsessed with, which is his own self-service, his own ego, his own image, his own success and fame. And then you've got these two other characters that have basically walked away from that and they're out and they're having a real experience. They're connecting with other people. Mm. You know, Andrew Garfield is up on stage he's not really surrounded by anybody and everybody on that's on stage with him. He tells them to shut up and he pushes them into the background and they're in silhouettes. We don't even see them. Yeah. So I think it is trying to say something about the impersonal nature of, you know, the internet and of YouTube and, and, and what it does to people, even though they're sitting there and pontificating about what real life is, even though they're actually not living a real life, they're just pursuing this, this themselves basically. Um,
0: well, the, the, the possibility of it—that's that, the other thing too. Like, yeah, uh, I feel like—and and again, this goes back to your point. That, that if, they, if they're trying to sort of say that, it comes off as a, ah, yes, I watch YouTube. This is what this looks like. But like, exactly. again, having spoken to—and again, maybe I just don't speak to this type of creator. But having spoke to a lot of creators, like, I. I I don't want to see the, oh, power corrupts and fame makes you an asshole and, like, this isn't real and, like, whatever. Like, I kind of get that it's a hustle. I want to see, like, if we're going to turn a a character heel like Link does, I want to see what does it. Not just, oh, he was institutionalized once, so bad guy question mark? Like yeah. I want to see like again going back the uh you know the comments the grind like the the actual things the actual issues that plague people in his position or their mm-hmm. position both him Frankie and Jake that would have been a good like th- then I guess the story would have been more like be careful to idolize these people because the system they are a part of hurts them like yeah. like or something I,
1: I, I think I think what ultimately undoes it and I know we tried to talk about good things about it. I know, but I'm it's, sorry, it's, I, I messed it up. It, I fucked it no, up. No, no, no. It's 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 a little hard because there are there is something to there is some value in, in what this film is trying to do. There yes. is some value in this argument. And what's frustrating is is it completely misses the mark. And I think it, it takes like you said, you know, fame corrupts, and you know, it drives people away, and, and you you lose everything, and all in in the name of making money and being famous. That's such a cliche thing at this point. We've seen so many movies about, you know, the Icarus's rise. You know, we we've, we've got Boogie Nights and and Fight Club and and uh, Network yeah. and and yeah. all this all this other shit. And, and also the love triangle th- thing is like such a... a you're flogging a dead, dead horse at this point. And I feel like you're taking something that's so timely and so fresh and, and so new in this way that we interact and you're hanging in on stuff that's so old yeah. and contrived. That's a great point. And doesn't, it, those, these pieces don't fit together yeah. as, as well as they should.
0: Nope, I agree. And,
1: and ultimately the movie's undone with it. Now, had they been fully developed... Well-written characters that we understand and know something about, then maybe you know that would have been the the, the coat rack that you hung this coat of, me- of your, your preaching message on yeah and it would have, it would have held up. but you're putting a pre- preaching message on a, a paper structure and you're just... using
0: a wire hanger is what you're doing yeah.
1: You're using a wire <laughs> hanger with a, with a giant fur coat that's just going to bend that wire hanger and it's going to fall to the floor yeah. and then your coat's ruined. I don't know if that analogy works, but Listen, we went for it's it. It's
0: a dirty floor, okay? It's a d- the, <laughs> exactly. internet, the internet is a dirty, dirty floor. Dirty. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I will say this. this is so, I, I'm going to end on a positive note. Do yes. I think people should see this movie? I actually do. I, I, I don't think this... I would never see, be like, hey, want a fun movie? Go watch mainstream. Or want a really great movie? Go watch mainstream. I want more people to watch this movie because I think it will help illustrate what the internet is not. Like, I feel like even people that are a little out of touch about what's going on can glean value, sort of like what you just said. These two pieces that the movie is doing, the old-ass tropes and trying to gleam onto something new and unfinished, they don't fit. I think that oddity will ring true to a lot of people. And, like, I I, kind of want this to be a cautionary tale in a sense for filmmakers trying to tackle the internet because again there are aspects of it that have been done correctly is it time like social network we've had 10 years to sort of figure out and lo and behold, oh my god Facebook's still evil wow um, but like there, there, there's, there's something to be gleaned from this I think um, it, it, because there's moments I, I think I can see how the filmmakers got lost in the good parts of this like mm-hmm. I, I can it's see the, the the traps uh, that they get into themselves while making it because there are moments in this that I had legitimate emotional responses to. The movie did that, but when you when you step away at the end of it, I found myself as time passed, and it's it's interesting that you got that. I feel like you got to all these points much faster than I did. At first, I was like, "Oh, this movie's all right, cool." Yeah, there's problems, whatever. And then as time <laughs> went on, I was like, "I don't know," like I don't think. I I, I did keep thinking about it, but it was not in in service of the film. It was my mind being like, well, you were in a pretty good mood when you watched that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and I believe Gia Coppola has has even said that like she she her her career is not going to be being a filmmaker. She like wants to still do. I believe she does a ton of photography. She does commercial work. She does other things. Like she's she has a lot of a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. And I I, I think still as her second uh, outing into um, into uh, feature length films. I think it still, like, shows a lot of... Pro- like, I, I'm still excited to see what her third film, if she ever chooses to make one, is. I just hope it's about something that maybe she's a little more tied to. I
1: mm-hmm. think that
0: might be where I land. Um, yeah,
1: she she ultimately, story-wise, she feels slightly out of her depth
0: here. And I don't... Just topically, don't... not like the not, not the... I guess, film craft for me, but yeah,
1: not, not, not the filmmaking, although she, she's definitely a a stylist in training. I think there are moments of, of stylization that are impressive. And then there's other moments where it's like, Oh, so you just figured out how to use after effects this week. Cool. That's very impressive.
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess, but that could be your graphics team or the budget. I don't fucking
1: know. Yeah. I don't don't know. There's there's, look, I don't, yeah, there's definitely some aspects of, of budget, you know, especially with that, that, final monologue with the audience that should be there but clearly is not it's the sound design audience yeah, so yeah, th- yeah. that 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 moment falls apart a little bit
0: which maybe though you know it's funny you bring that up i actually thought that might have been a choice like i almost thought that like the, the a, bla- a blatantly empty theater that erupts in applause is a real good metric for a possible youtube analogy and um, hey
1: maybe you know what I'll, I'll give I'll give it that yeah. that very well could have been the point.
0: <laughs> but then, uh, so so I think people should see it for a, a couple different reasons. Do you think people should see it?
1: <sighs> All right, <laughs> I I am a filmmaker myself. I am I I, I should I be so lucky to be in Gia Coppola's position mm-hmm. where I am on my second uh, feature film and I'm working with tremendous actors like Andrew Garfield. And baby Uma Thurman. Uh, that's right. Know.
0: That's right. Frankie is Uma Thurman's daughter. You couldn't. Daughter. T- you
1: couldn't tell by looking at her face. That's Uma Thurman's face.
0: Wow. Maya. Maya Hawk. Yeah. Maya Ethan, Hawk. Ethan, she, and, she, Ethan and Uma's kid. Wow. Yeah. She
1: took her. She took her dad's last name, but she clearly got her mom's face.
0: Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy.
1: Uh, uh, but yeah, no, no, no. Sh- sh- should I be so lucky? So uh, I. I don't want to say don't see it. I. I think it is. It is a swing and a miss overall. It is a big swing, and and I will always support and be excited for big swings. I'd rather see a big swing and a miss than a barely tried at all. Let's just you know hit the hit the numbers, hit the formula, and get the hell out. Yeah. Um, but given what the film is trying to do, I would say that if you want something that really has something to say in a more sophisticated film cinematic manner about the nature of YouTube celebrity, please, before you even consider reading the synopsis of mainstream, <laughs> go watch Eighth Grade. I think Eighth Grade yeah. by Bo Burnham is a much, much more successful uh, movie aiming at this very same message of what what is this YouTube personality, wh- what does that do to a person's psyche, and then how does it affect you in the real world, and, and the differences between... The persona that you have on YouTube and on the internet and on social media versus who you actually are in real life
0: that's a really good and, point
1: and and that is a that is a much much better film uh
0: eighth grade no, th- it's funny eighth grade is the film that nails internet culture at least from 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 a specific point yes. it a hundred percent nails it and I think it gives. And it might, it's, it's probably not the same message they were going for here, but I think it's a much more well-crafted, stronger message that, uh, that it, it, and again, films don't have to be helpful, but like, I, I don't know, I, I, felt, I felt nourished after I watched Eighth Grade, and, Exactly. And, and after this I was like, ah, popcorn was nice. Like, I was yes. just, you know, like, you know, yeah, no, that's a really no. good, that's a really good point. To bring it to bring it all the way
1: back to where we started with my initial point about the the uh, lack of perspective in mainstream. What you had with eighth grade was it was written and directed by Bo Burnham, who literally grew up. He got famous when he was a teenager, yep. making YouTube videos, and now eighth grade was more than a decade later. After he'd lived in this world, and you felt like he knew what he was talking about, whereas this movie does not.
0: God damn, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I, I knew I'd choose wi- I choose why I chose wisely, Matt. When, when I, I, I ushered you in to co-host this episode, that is uh, I... that's very true. No, that, that's that's it. That's that's really it. Uh, fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've i I've done it. You, I've won the game. I think I think I think you, Battle of the Mats. You have come out victorious with that point. I feel I feel inferior and silly to have not thought of that but that is so fucking true (laughs) well shit everybody everybody this has been the only podcast about the (laughs) film mainstream matt thank you so much for coming and guest co-hosting uh since our lovely boy shahir could not make it
1: of course i i am always happy to be of service i think you and shahir uh, are the hosts of the only podcast about movies on the internet that I listen to and that anybody else should listen to, <laughs> oh, thanks, and man. I should, and I am immensely honored to have been <laughs> given this opportunity to fill, as he said in his own words, Shahir's sandals.
0: Oh yeah, he does say that, doesn't he? <laughs> he does say that. Oh, oh wow. Well, um, when you are not uh, sliding. Your feet into those gorgeous uh, thonged wedges uh, to go walking along a sandy beach in in Shahir's stead. Where can folks find you?
1: Okay, well, people can find me on on the gram, as they say. My handle is simply Bronsdorf uh, because I am a man of of simple tastes and simple needs. Okay, uh, and of course I have my show Trailer Trashed, which on the Instagram and the YouTubes is Trailer Trash TV, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, coming out in the month of July. Uh, keep an eye out for a show called Good Sex, which will be on Logo TV that I'm currently editing. And it's one of the few projects that I've worked on in my entire career that I think is pretty great. Nice. And I enjoy working on it. It is a fun, funny, entertaining show, and I hope you like it when it comes out.
0: I love Logo. I, I, I knew a lot of people back in my Viacom days. I had a lot of crossover with Logo, and uh, it's it's a, it's a good group over there. I dig the stuff they do. Um and then, uh, of course, everyone, you can find me all the places that you normally can, just looking, uh, s- standing outside Shahir's window in the rain, holding a boombox uh, <laughs> playing in your eyes, or whatever that song was. It, you know, it doesn't matter. Over at my website, M A T G H U W K for my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P A is on Instagram, or Emperor MSK on Twitter. Uh, also, please check out the good works we are doing over at Extra Credits. When this comes out, what will we be doing? Ooh. So, we will have just done our uh, retrospective on remasters, reboots, and remakes, and why Final Fantasy VII Remake is none of those, maybe? Um, We did that episode on Wednesday. You can check that out by the time this comes out. Also, our second episode on uh, climbing the Matterhorn, uh, this time on the women that climbed it first. Uh, The history behind that is fascinating. Uh, So please check those out. Uh, Next week, we will probably be doing... I think maybe Army of the Dead. It might be the movie you're going to see, Matt.
1: It might be. Oh, that's true. It well, might be. if if you need me back, give well, me a call. Well,
0: listen, who knows when she hear? I don't know if or saw a shadow or not when he popped his head out of the the, what, the, the edit bay. So uh, it, it could be another <laughs> six months of no New Zealand friend. I have no idea. Uh, but until then, everybody, thank you for listening. We'll talk at you next week. Hey, Matt, thanks so much. Of course, you're welcome. This was a pleasure. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.